0: Welcome to Double Fries, No Slaw. It is Wednesday evening. This is a pop-up episode. Obviously, it is not Sunday night, but if you're listening to this on Sunday, getting ready for the game, then you have come to the right place. Myself, TJ Pinder, alongside Richie Barnes. Richie, how you doing tonight?
1: I'm good, man. I, I like that new intro music for this pod only being our Sweet 16 special. You know, we got a big game with Michigan, a revenge game from that 2018 Elite 8 matchup. So, uh, really excited, you know, we'll touch a little bit on Colorado towards the end of this, but y'all have heard it already. Um, you're just here for my basketball minute at that point, And I'm really excited about, uh, we have a great guest today, uh, to preview this Michigan game. It should be a great one. Yeah. A sweet, sweet episode. See what I did there?
0: Um, <laughs> double fries, no slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee street and 2550 North Monroe and get your gut box double fries, no slaw. I will bring on our guest just really quickly here and we'll get this started. Seth Fisher from MGo Blog. Seth, how are you doing up there in Michigan this evening?
2: Oh, it's a beautiful night, man. You know, we say in Michigan, we, uh, come March comes in like a lion, goes out like the lion, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will uh, we'll try not to give you too hard of a time. I'm based in Tampa, Florida, and Richie's just right down the street in Orlando, so we are uh, we're riding high, at least with our professional uh football team and and how we feel about the NFL right now so we won't give you too hard of a time on that
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey you got Um, our guy right
0: (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. I didn't even think about that yeah I I had a class
2: with him once actually That's pretty insane. Yeah, I don't have any memories of it because he never came. But like, I had a class with him.
0: (laughs) He was on the
1: roster. Um,
2: He was the quarterback at Michigan. He got away with a few things. (laughs) Sounds like I
1: I was a sport management major at Florida State, and there was a lot of athletes on the class roster that I didn't see very often. But shout out to Coach Ham. The basketball players typically did show up, so you know that's one thing he's big on.
0: (laughs) He runs a little bit tighter of a ship on that. For sure.
1: Okay, so double fries, no salt. We try to loosen everything, everybody up when we get started.
0: Our our um college, you know, inebriated at one a.m. spot is Guthries. Like it, there's a line like all the way down Tennessee Street. I don't know if you've ever been to Tallahassee, but like the main strip in Tallahassee, there's a line all the way down the road. Um, Drive through takes half an hour at that point. That late at night, it's still where everyone goes because it's the only thing open. What is the but it's good at new like it like Zaxby's came out of Guthrie's raisin canes came out of Guthrie's like all these spinoffs are essentially Guthrie's knockoffs. What is that spot up in Michigan like what's or oh, not man. not necessarily fried chicken but just like yeah, i mean you,
2: you you don't even want to start with Ann Arbor because like it's th- th- there's so many of them there's just yeah. so much i mean b 2 B that's a big Ten burrito that's like the place where you can go like if you if you really just need to like soak up a lot of that alcohol right then um uh, my, my favorite place is always blimpies. Uh, that's a place where you order burgers by the slice so they can tell them how many patties you want. And if you <laughs> order less than five, they're going to make fun of you. And they give you a really hard time too. like, what do you have? What do you have? What you order in your mouth? You're muddy in your hand. What do you have? What do you have? <laughs> that's awesome. Now Love I just,
0: it. now I just want a cheeseburger. I don't know about a five by five, but like I kind of want a cheeseburger. Dude, now.
2: dude, <laughs> let me, The Midwest. I'm surprised we haven't gone up in a grease fire yet. You put Michigan next to Wisconsin and Indiana, and Ohio. It's, it's it could get bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's incredible. We've got to um, we've got to get a home and home scheduled so that we can uh, come we try do. those things.
2: We do, man. I'm so sick of playing like Southwest Mac School or whatever. You know, yeah, like, we, we, we've used up every direction in Michigan. I'm ready for like. We uh we were talking about doing a, an Arkansas game and then that got canceled and then we were going to go to Washington last year, and I was like so stoked about that like gating and whatnot and yeah and that got canceled so
1: you say that now but Florida State we have games with LSU Georgia Alabama all coming up in the next decade home and homes for most of them yeah but we'll probably sounds lose, good when we so. when we <laughs> signed them but I don't know about now <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah, no disrespect to
0: Michigan's football program, but like I'd much rather play Michigan than any of those teams right right now. We got LSU coming up next, year. not this year, not 2021, but LSU next year. I'm like, oh, they'll have rebounded by then. And then we go to Georgia. Oh, okay, great. Like this is perfect. Just right. just what we need. So, but we brought you on to talk a little hoops. We've got a Sweet 16 matchup coming up in a few days. Um, Richie's our hoops expert, so Richie, I'll let you start us off. But um, let's talk some Sweet 16 basketball, boys.
1: Yeah, I'm excited, you know, and uh, you heard me at the intro there. The last time we played was that 2018 Elite Eight game, and it, that was a great game. Low scoring, uh, it could be an omen of what we could see. Um, but the big story for Michigan right now is Isaiah Livers, right? You know, he's integral part of Michigan's roster. It doesn't sound like he's going to be available this weekend.
0: No, no. And,
1: no. Uh, you know, Michigan's kind of struggled a little bit without him compared to the start of the season with him. What are they losing with him, and how is the team adjusting to life uh, post-Livers for now, at least.
2: I mean, he's your team leader. He's also, like, one of the best perimeter defenders, and he's also, like, your best three-point shooter. So, like, stretching everything out and, like, creating the space that everyone needs, uh, you know, he's really important for that. But especially defensively, like, he would not – Livers would not screw up things on the the perimeter. And having that guy out, they're kind of stuck with the dudes they have. They are trying to find something. They've got a guy, Brandon Johns, who was kind of underused all year and now we're seeing more kind of what he can do, like whether his confidence can hold up. They're trying some other things, but, I mean, it's a big loss, especially, you know, when you lose your big three-point shooter, and that's the guy that you kind of count on to, to put enough down to keep you in things when you're, I don't know. I, Livers is such a great player, but, you know, Michigan, Michigan's pretty deep. Like, I, I, it, we go from being a team that I felt pretty confident we could go up against anybody uh, to a team that's like, you know, a match for FSU.
1: Yeah, and you kind of stole my thunder a little bit mentioning Brandon Johns there because I was going to ask, you know, who outside of Hunter Dickinson it, does Florida State need to keep an eye on? Um, so you guys have two freshmen really that you're going to be leaning on right there. And diehard Florida State basketball fans know Hunter Dickinson very well, we or Dickinson very yeah. well. We we <laughs> were in the thick of it in his recruitment. He officially visited Florida State, ends up at Michigan, obviously, and he's just been outstanding as a as a freshman there. Um, just talk about his game and how you think he matches up. I'm not sure how much you've watched Florida state this year, but you know, we have a, a Serbian Balsa, Kopravića, that's yeah. going to have the, the <laughs> matchup to start the game. If he can stay out of foul trouble, that's been an issue for him, but man, Hunter Dickinson over 60% from the fields on the season so far, he doesn't shoot threes, but he does a lot inside. Just talk about what he's brought to Jawan Howard's offense and defense this year in his first season at Michigan.
2: Yeah, man. I I mean, you can watch FSU all day, but you guys substitute so much. I still can't figure out who's on that team. <laughs> but uh, you know, Hunter Dickinson. I mean, we've been so surprised. Like we thought. I don't know if you remember the game from 2018. But we had Teske back then, mm-hmm. um, coming off the bench. Uh, but let, you know, another seven footer. He's pretty athletic, uh, and has really surprised us with how well he can actually get out there. Like they'll, you know, they don't have to put him in drop coverage every time, right? He can actually get out there and and, uh, and take on some guards. I wouldn't say he's a switchable guy, but um, certainly has the athleticism to kind of stay in, and you know, you you put him at the rim against anybody. It's you know, he's a, he's legitimately seven one, maybe closer to seven two, and he's just gonna bully anybody smaller. We feel like FSU is kind of a bad matchup because uh, we had a uh, game with Illinois this year. I know they kind of dogged out in the, in the playoffs, <laughs> but you know, Kofi Coburn is uh is a you know, he's a kind <laughs> of a guy as a, as a defender. And, you know, another big dude who can kind of single up Hunter. But Hunter, man, he, this year he came in. He was, uh, you know, scoring in the uh, – you, you couldn't stop him singled up. Uh, Minnesota started doubling him. That was our big loss in the middle of the year. And then, um, you know, he figured out how to pass out of that. And then we were just reigning in threes. And that kind of, you know, go back to livers. Like, that's one of the things you kind of lose if we're not willing to take those three-pointers out there. Um, that kind of takes away from the fact that Dickinson can get the ball out, too. Now, his assist percentage is not very high, but if they counted hockey assists, it would be, right? Because those like go <laughs> those go out yeah. of the post, and they f- like, you know, go around the horn, and then somebody takes an open shot. But if you watch Michigan's three-point percentage, it's gone way up, uh, and the amount that they take has gone way up since about midseason when he became a much better passer. Uh, fortunately, he's not you know, a complete NBA athlete. So we might actually get to keep him around for a little bit, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of the engine that makes it go and kind of why we're worried about Florida state, because if you guys can single him up, that kind of takes away from, you know, the main offensive creation for Michigan.
1: Yeah. And like you said, he's not really on anyone's draft radar right now. Um, but he's one of those guys, just an outstanding college player. That If he does stick around, I'm sure Ohio state and the big 10 fans all over will, will be, just extremely upset because he's one of those guys you don't (laughs) want to have to face. Um, But, you know, looking at you guys' tournament so far, you know, you, you got your first round win over 16 Texas Southern, and then you played a scrappy, but you know, capable LSU team who took Alabama to the wire, you know, a week before, but You guys haven't really been truly tested. LSU played a good game, so I don't want to discount anything, especially in the tournament this year with all the upsets we see. And I'm sure your friends in Columbus uh, are not happy with Oral Roberts right now. But (laughs) outside of livers, how's the health of your team? Because Florida State, Scotty Barnes, MJ Walker, both really banged up. And this five-day rest is going to be huge for them. Um, How big is this rest for Michigan? Or is it just nice to have the extra rest as luxury as Florida State? It's kind of a necessity for us.
2: I don't really make a difference for them. I don't think they're, um, I know, Michigan's pretty healthy, you know, ankle here, there, like, yeah. you know, you play basketball, you're not, nobody's yeah. healthy at this time <laughs> yeah. of season. It's just, you know, whether, how much you can play through and whatnot. But I, I think Michigan's fine as far as that's concerned. Um, yeah. I I don't know if the, the time off is going to change anything with them. Maybe, uh, maybe working a few more things with Brandon Johns, get him a little more comfortable because they weren't expecting to have him playing such a big role. And the other guy is uh, Terrence Williams. You haven't seen much of him this year, but he's a, kind of a big power forward. Uh, not super tall, but, you know, switchable guy. Has not at all been able to throw down three-pointers, and so he's been kind of a, a black hole on defense, or a sign on offense. Uh, but he's got, um, you know, if you're recruiting Hunter Dickinson, you probably saw Terrence Williams play a few times, too, because they were on a team together. And they've got a pretty good chemistry from that, so... You know, I like to see him out there with Hunter a little bit. Uh, Probably spend this time using, uh, getting him involved in the rotation a little bit more, and kind of figuring out what you're going to be post liver because they didn't really get a break, right? Like we lost him in the Big Ten tournament. We had to play that, and we went right into the tournament. And like you said, like not tested that much, but uh, LSU is just a weird team. Like you watch basketball, like LSU is not coached. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Like we're just watching those guys. Like you know, please just contest this. Like we're we're, we're shooting a three. Just come on out here, and, and like you know, we have we played Texas Southern, but that was just a dumb. You know, that was a one sixteen. That's not a <laughs> game. Uh, probably I think that was by Ken Palm. That was our worst game all season. So or our our worst opponent all season. So yeah, like the the test, but here, but like man, we went through the Big Ten. That was a. Uh, I, you know, obviously not, not final four <laughs> caliber, but <laughs> they were at least second round caliber, right? <laughs>
1: And not a great showing by the Big Ten or the ACC. <laughs> you know, obviously, Syrac- we have Syracuse, who's a 12 seed, who a lot of people thought should not have gotten in. No. Um, no. And me, I, I, I watch a lot of Syracuse basketball. My dad's from upstate New York. So, uh-huh. you know, he was a huge uh, Orange fan and Buddy high, man. But, but that's another story for another day. Yeah. But uh, you, you touched on Ken Palm. So, what's wild to me, Michigan is top 10 in both offensive and defensive efficiency, but they don't create a lot of turnovers. Which is what Florida State's Kryptonite has been the past month or so. So how right. how is Michigan's defense so good? Are, do they just wear you down, make you work, and force bad shots? Because man, mm-hmm. it, I, looking at the numbers, it doesn't match up. You know with some of the stats per se, which is why I love the advanced metrics.
2: All right. So number one, Franz Wagner. That's our. Uh, that, that's if you <laughs> you remember the 2018 game. That's his little brother. And Franz is—he uh, should have been the defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. It just—it it was actually ludicrous that he wasn't on the Big Ten All Big Ten defensive team, because he is as a help defender. He's—I I think he's listed right now um, as like ninth in the in the draft, and you know he can shoot from outside. But I mean, this guy—he's he's legit six ten. He grew a couple inches this year. He's still really young, um, but he has grown into like such a problem. So you can't get to the rim, because we only got Hunter Dickinson in there, right? And then you add Franz, and then you add like some of the perimeter guys. And then they have uh, short guards. So the guards kind of run you off the three-point line. And then the bigs will keep you away from the, the rim. And so you just end up taking a lot of pull-up jumpers, because what's available? Well, you've got a 5'11 guard on you. If you start driving on him, he's going to drop back. And then you've got a two-point shot so we basically force a lot of you know inefficient shots and then you know once in a while you run into a team that's good at that or run into a team that just happens to make them that was why we were terrified of LSU because you know they don't care what quality of shot they get and they're <laughs> he's just he's just getting a shot out. and that kind of what scares me about FSU too is the big guards because you know you're you're going to get a clean look even if you're guarded uh, we're just going to run you off the three line. We're going to, you know, fight over screens, and then just getting to the rim is hell. You 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 cannot get to the rim against Michigan.
0: Uh, let me unmute here. One of our uh, fans, listeners, I was just going to ask you what worried you the most about. <laughs> FSU. One of our listeners wanted to know that if uh, if Jabril Peppers was going to play in this game,
2: uh, that's a little. He's he's got a thigh injury uh, that he's kind of <laughs> working through.
0: <laughs> I, don't you, I don't know if you remember that, but we've joked about that for years. Anytime anything comes up with Michigan, um, one of, one of the, play. Yeah, one of the FSU fans um, put together like a montage of the uh, twenty sixteen. Yeah, uh, 2017
2: was, Orange Bowl, but the yeah. 2016 season, yeah.
0: Yeah, they put together a montage of how many times they brought up Jabril Pepper's name. And it was like 50 times during the game. Like <laughs> like Steve Levy was doing the call. Like they just had nothing else to talk about. It was a fantastic game. The game was so good, like down to the last yeah. second. And like they brought up Jabril Pepper's like 50 times. And it was just so funny. So anyway, like our fans have thought that that was the funniest like <laughs> inside joke for years. So thank you for humoring us here. Um what what is the biggest weakness that if fsu is going to attack that that they can try to attack to to win against michigan like d- is there something defensively that michigan does that is kind of a problem I mean, obviously they're very solid being a number 1 overall seed but like where if, if florida state's going to win this game how are they going to do it what what's what's going to go wrong they're going to win it 50
2: michigan. to 44 so florida state's going to win this game i mean i i i I'm really kind of up in the air. Like, I see Florida State's pretty um, – I see some weaknesses that I know Michigan's going to attack. But Florida State's, you know, they're well-coached. They uh, they just got so much size. I think they're number one in Kempom in size, in fact. And, like, just the fact that you'll be able to single up on Dickinson and you got a, you know, a second uh, center in that deep pile of backups that you guys like to play. Uh, and so, like, being able to do that and uh, just – keep Hunter Dickinson from uh you know from being doubled and creating all those open shots. And the other thing is you guys uh tend to, you know, just flash at the uh at the guard spots. I was watching the game against UConn, um, not UConn, sorry, UNC. And that was what scared me about uh about that game because like Illinois was doing the same thing. They just had so much size at the guard positions and so much athleticism out there that they just kind of Michigan could never get into their sets right. Like they could not create any action at the top of the key. And when Michigan can't do that, like all of that coaching that's kind of holding them up kind of falls by the wayside. So Michigan's athleticism is not like super on par. We got like one draft pick and that's Franz, right? And that's the six ten guy. <laughs> Um, You know, Brandon Johns may play his way into that in a couple of years or something. But, you know, Eli Brooks is a he's he's a smart guy. He knows where he needs to be. And like he's an important guy to the team because he can put down his threes. But like he's he's not super athletic. And, you know, Mike Smith, he comes out of the um, out of the Ivy League and still sometimes thinks he can pass like he did <laughs> against the Ivy League. And so, like, he goes up against LSU, and you saw he had a bunch of turnovers there, and that's kind of a concern against FSU, obviously. And, uh, you know, we have our big defensive guy off the bench, is Shaundi Brown, uh, who's big for us in L- against LSU. He's going to have to be big for us against uh, FSU again, too, I think, because we just don't have the size otherwise. So that's how you beat Michigan. Like, they just outsize us, out-athleticism us. And, you know, if you can take away all the cool things that, you know, NBA coaches do then that you can take us away.
1: Yeah, man, it sounds like it could be much like that that 2018 game where it was what 58 to 54. We're the same teams.
2: We built the same teams again. You (laughs) guys built a bunch of towers. We got another seven foot guy and some small guards. And yeah, yeah, dude, like let's go again.
1: (laughs) Well, well, trust me, it back. And I, I I hate saying anything negative about like college players because they're college kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. our, our, Our Back up seven footer and, uh, and if he plays more than you know seven eight minutes we're in trouble because that okay. means balsa, that means balsa is in foul trouble and it, it's i was watching that colorado game and when he fouled out you know it, it was a clear instance where colorado's big had the ball inside had leverage it was an easy layup you got to let it go he fouls him and Hamilton is just, like, staring daggers at him, like, what are you thinking doing this? <laughs> so I I will say after the game, it's nice because when I was at Florida State, 2006 six, two thousand to 2010, mm-hmm. we, we didn't make the tournament my first two years. We are, were on, like, a 10-, 12-year drought, and we made it. We celebrated like we had just won a national title. Um, but then we beat Colorado by 18 in the round of 32, and, it, you know, nobody celebrated. They're, we, like, walked off the court, and I'm like, man, are, are we a basketball school now because our football team can't do anything? <laughs> But um, I don't know if you're much of a sporting man, but I've been watching this Vegas line, and it's interesting. And I Michigan opened favored three and a half; it dropped to three; it's down to two right now. Um, mm-hmm. We'll do some score predictions at the very end here. But are you surprised that the line's moving in Florida State's favor? And obviously, we still have a couple days to where you know most of the sharps they either got on it already, or they're not going to, or they're going to wait to see what the line looks like probably Saturday night, Sunday morning.
2: So anytime you're gambling on Michigan you have to deal with the fact that there's dumb Michigan fans out there. So and and, and we outnumber the sharps. So like you know we we'll, we get excited about our team, we had a good game, all of a sudden like the Michigan line's going to go way up just because like we're dumb. We're we're that dumb. And then like eventually they have to move the line because we're buying. And they they move the line sometimes just knowing that like that market is out there cuz Michigan fans are legion. So they I, – I never trust a line with Michigan. Like, I, I learned that lines actually matter watching other teams because I always knew <laughs> that about Michigan, that, like, they don't, don't worry about the line unless you know what they're actually trying to entice. Um, so right now Michigan fans are, you know, you know, ah, oh, Livers is gone, you know, we were grumble, grumble, LSU was close. So I, I bet you it's just that. I, I, I don't know the Sharks, and I don't know what they're looking at. I don't think there's any inside information going around mm-hmm. or anything, but I, that's probably what it is. is
0: there is there speaking on that is there um what is the michigan like you're you know the pulse like you know the beat like what is the michigan fan mindset going into this is it concerned because livers is out and florida state want because i'll tell you before i let you answer when florida state struggled struggled like they gave us never really a doubt but it's kind of struggle with unc Greensboro and colorado blew out a georgetown team that that at one point this year was like eight and nine like they mm-hmm. you know it's right. cute it was a cute, <laughs> a cute story with ewing but like come right. on like <laughs> they said we're one and done right like oh we, we beat unc group but colorado's gonna shoot the lights out they're gonna kill us like it's not even gonna be close um and then you know we mop the floor with them, but like, and they didn't hit any shots you know like it was just like okay is that how michigan fans are too like are they are they negative about this matchup because the lsu game was close
2: Here's the meanest thing I can say about FSU. You're exactly like us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Hopefully they're right. Um, <laughs> Richie, I think but we got know. football coming up, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were talking Let's off of Yeah, Richie doesn't feel this way, but it's like if if we lose on Sunday night, I'm going back up to Tallahassee like in a week and a half for the spring game. So it's like, ah, you know, like Richie doesn't feel that way, but I'll soak my wounds with – uh. With Actually, that, uh, on that note,
1: Seth, I have a question for you because we, we posed a question to our fan base um a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, and it was Florida State in general. Would you rather Florida State basketball make the Final Four this year or the football team make it to a New Year's Six Bowl – this coming season and i was like one of the only people who said i want the final four all other other fans like screw basketball we we want a new year's six game even if it's nine and three playing houston and atlanta
2: i I, i'm a little confused i think you mentioned there's football after the ohio state game i'm not aware of any such thing is that that like a a rose bowl i've heard of the rose bowl
0: So yeah, no, the it's, last it's, time either team was good was when they played each other, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in Miami for that game. Um, yeah, no, Richie said he take the final four. I said I would take the um and I, I my answer is even more solidified because we've made the sweet 16. Like we were a top 10 to 15 team in the country this year. Like we made the sweet 16. I just need Florida State to not go four and eight next year in football. So if you're guaranteeing right. me the Sweet 16. <laughs> And a New Year's Six Bowl, like great, we were top sixteen in both in both sports. If if not, we're gonna go to the final four in basketball and we're gonna go four and eight in football. Like so, like my answer is very much like let's be good in both.
2: I mean, I think Michigan fans, like I, I can't speak for all Michigan fans because like I said, we're Legion and we're dumb. But they are kind of feeling like this season we got the Big Ten championships, so we got a banner for this year already. Without livers, we kind of fell to more of like a four seed than a one seed. So I think that Michigan fans are pretty, you know, okay, if we, we want to win this game really bad. But, I mean, to save the football program, like, especially, especially oh, just just ask win over Ohio State, and, and it's an easy question, right? We'll take yeah. a win over Ohio State over a national championship in basketball any day. Yeah. I, I apologies to all the, bas- like, you know, super <laughs> basketball dudes, and, I mean, I... Really, really love this basketball team, and man, like I'm getting so much more pleasure out of the basketball program these last, you know, ten years than I have out of football in that, that period. But I mean, seriously, we just want to beat Ohio State so bad <laughs> now. <laughs> it's so, so I, long, yeah.
1: So I have, I have one more, and I'll kick it to TJ. Then we'll get into maybe some score predictions. I don't know if it's too early in the week for that for you, but I've been thinking about it um but it's it is wild to think that we have Michigan, Florida State, and probably Alabama as the most likely to come out of this region all you know football schools uh but yeah. we 're talk we've talked a little bit off there about Juwan Howard. what does it mean to have him back in Michigan and the cool thing he played for Leonard Hamilton the year that Hamilton was yeah. coaching at the Washington Wizards or the, I think they're the bullets still at the time. Okay. Um, so th- there's some familiarity there. So I'm hoping going back to the football flavor, it's that Nick Saban and his assistants type vibe to where, you know, Juwan <laughs> Howard just can't beat the, uh, his, his old uh, head coach. So,
2: well, you know, basketball, man, it's everyone's six degrees from Juwan Howard right now. Like he just, yeah. he knows everybody. So, and, and Leonard Hamilton, he's been around forever. So I'm sure he's the same, right? Like it's yeah. his, his bench is just, uh, you know, that's half a basketball right there. But, uh, like, Juwan, man, I mean, I I was just like eleven, twelve years old for the Fab Five, so that is like right in that sweet spot when you like just become a huge fan, and so like I love those teams, man. I I was you know was such a fan of those teams, and I, I, to to the point where like I had like the they didn't have bobbleheads back then, but I had like a Sports Illustrated um uh, magazine like on my wall as a kid growing up with the Fab Five, so like just that like bringing that era back is 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 great, and then. I mean, to lose Beeline and like feel like you almost you know maybe got better at coaching. It's like what, <laughs> what? How did this happen? Uh, so yeah, I mean he's he's got like the number one recruiting class in the country right now. Uh, everybody loves him except for uh, Maryland. And <laughs> I don't what, what can you guys tell me who those people are? Because cause you like dump them off on us Big Ten people and like here have Maryland and we're like. So my- they, they only talk about Duke. Like, who are these people?
1: They So when they were in the ACC, and this includes Miami, and this is saying a lot, they had the worst fans in the conference <laughs> by far, and nothing felt better the last year, 2013, that they were in the ACC. They came into Tallahassee, ranked 25th overall, and we beat them 63-0 to zero in football. And then <laughs> in the ACC basketball tournament, we eliminated them at the buzzer, to send them off. So it could not be better. Uh, and I I don't dislike many teams outside of you know of the rivals, but Maryland's one team I will never root for ever. I don't know about you, TJ, but that's that's all I felt. Somebody put the other day,
0: you know, like it's always on Twitter and stuff. And we live on there, right? So somebody put, like, what's the first thing you think of when you see this logo? And it was the Maryland football or just the Maryland am and I just put 63 to nothing like it was the best <laughs> it was the best going away present that the football team gave anyone their last ACC game uh, against us um uh, they, they were they were ranked number 25 a lot of people were calling for upsets that day um Kirk Herbstree put us on like upset alert um a lot of and, people uh, the Florida State beat put us and, on upset alert yeah uh, <laughs> 63 to nothing so that was fantastic um <laughs> yeah nobody likes Maryland uh hunter look hunter doesn't even like maryland very good um (laughs) and
1: he's an nc state guy
0: (laughs) yeah he's he knows um all right richie let's do some predictions let's uh stop wasting mr shes time here today but we appreciate you for hanging out and yeah, Dude, so, I'm, nice.
2: I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> so, so, like I said, but, you're just like us. Oh, yeah, like I was gonna say,
0: it's all
1: self-deprecating because we're having a great time too.
2: <laughs> Nothing's happened since the late '90s, right? Like that was the, <laughs> yeah. the end of history, right there.
1: So, so Seth, that, as the guest of honor, would you like to go first or last on these predictions here?
2: Uh, I'm just gonna look up Ken Palm and give you the score there. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, let's, let's kick us off. So we we did a um a. a before the tournament started, uh, TJ and I, we did a, like kind of a mega pod with a couple other Florida state podcasts just to preview the whole tournament. And I actually, my uh, final thoughts before I had to jump off to watch the bachelor finale was that Florida state would beat Michigan in the sweet 16 in a narrow game. And I think I said, I had us losing to Alabama in the next round. I'm I'm not sticking with the Alabama prediction, but for now, I think it's a true coin flip, you know, Vegas two point spread. I'm a homer. I'm not going to pick against Florida state. So don't, don't take this as betting advice people. This is my opinion, even though I am going to bet on Florida state. I think it's a good close game, lower scoring than it normally would be, but still higher than probably the last time. So I'll say Florida state 67, Michigan 65. What about you, TJ?
0: Um, yeah, I don't think we win this game. I hate to be a homer. I said on that big preview pod that I didn't think we got past Michigan. Um, I think that there's a path for us to be able to beat them. And uh, if we play like we did in the second half against Colorado, then sure. I mean, but you're kind of hoping that we play like we did in the second half against Colorado and um, Michigan plays like they did in the first half against LSU, right? Like you're just hoping for like the most perfect of scenarios, which could happen. I mean, basketball is weird and crazy things happen, but I think Michigan wins this probably really, really close. Like Vegas is saying, um, Say we get a little closer than last time, but it's a three point loss instead of four. So give me 69 66 Michigan. Break this tie for
2: us, Seth. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you guys, but 65 61 Florida State. And Michigan fans are bitching like crazy about the refereeing afterwards. (laughs) Oh, oh, no, no. no. This (laughs) this is a a perfect chink, and I don't like
1: it. (laughs) Like you said, we already did the reverse jinx and then Seth one-upped him.
2: If it makes you feel better, we bitch about the refereeing after wins too. We're (laughs) we're we're going to do that anyway. That's the easiest bet there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Like you said, we're the same. Our fans are already complaining about the refs and it's the game's four days away. (laughs) Yeah. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. (laughs) Like the media is already crafting a narrative. Like the media hates us. The refs hate us. The ACC hates us. Big 10 hates us. Like, no one hates anyone more than, you know, you know, everyone hates Florida state according to our fan base. So yep. uh, just, just get ready for it. So Seth, where can people find your work? I know we shout out MGO blog or MGO blog.
2: Yeah. Um, MGO blog.com. Or if you can figure out how it's pronounced at misopagon Misopagon, misopagon I've never, never even out what my Twitter <laughs> handle is, uh, but it's that. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be covering basketball a whole bunch. I'll put out a, um, Team sheet on FSU you guys are probably interested in. And uh yeah, we'll uh hopefully be coming back and talking about one of us beating Alabama in a week, right? <laughs> hopefully. I'm all about it. Yeah, no,
0: I'm they're too good in everything else. Yeah. So yeah, like if you guys beat us, like go ahead and take care of them. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I'd rather
2: I'd rather be facing Alabama than FSU. Just because they're they I mean, they're a team that is coached, right? Like Nate Oates has just Nate like Oates, yeah. figured yeah. out that you do not take short twos you just everything at the rim or everything from three and I saw that game against Arkansas where like they just went to the rim every time either way and they just kept on turning the ball over or getting blocked and like coach said go to the rim we're going to the rim and you know we both have really good rim protection so that's that feels to me like that's kind of as far as Alabama can get is uh, is one of these two teams
1: and, and well, that's real quick that's, I heard the ridiculous story and I know it's true but in practice he has like all mid-range jumpers are only worth 1 point in his practices because <laughs> no he teaches them you either score at the basket or shoot a 3 pointer that's all they do they they're at the basket or they're shooting threes because he does not want people shooting mid-range jumpers so, I, so it's really wild brilliant. to me and my my wife is a die-hard Alabama fan she doesn't watch basketball but she's been watching the tournament so i cannot have Alabama beat Florida state if if we beat michigan i'll be so exhilarated and then if we lose to Alabama and I have to list my wife man that'll that <laughs> will really suck
0: um <laughs> the uh I mean but that's the uh Warriors approach right I mean it's just a total yeah, NBA yeah. approach to the yeah. mid-range oh, like, yeah getting rid Get of the looks. mid-range yeah. game I mean it's uh it's not bad it's you smart know, basketball but, yeah yeah so but with our like you said with our rim protectors and athleticism and length like if that was somebody that we had to go up against like let's roll and yeah, yeah, and then get our heads beat in by Gonzaga. So, um, Seth, thank you so much for hanging out. Um, I would say good luck, but I don't really mean it. But I hope everybody. Ha- <laughs> I just hope both teams have fun, and that's, right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Play we Play an injury-free game, and yeah. everybody
2: has a good time. A good Let's time. just make a deal right now. Whoever loses <laughs> is going to like support the other team about our ref p- p- complaints. All right? We're all, I'm yeah, all agree I'm that, that there's a conspiracy against we, both these teams. We're we, in. <laughs> we won. We upset number one team, Michigan. But those reps
1: yeah.
0: were really crappy. Those are really, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Teddy Valentine off
1: of COVID
2: protocol. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? So
0: thank you so much, Seth, for hanging out, man. You have a good one.
2: Thanks, TJ. Thanks, Richie.
0: Thanks, Seth. Too you, buddy. Seth Fisher of M-Go blog He was awesome, man. He was a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, he was. Somebody sent me a couple of – I got two recommendations for Michigan guys to reach out to. I'm not going to say the other guy's name because I don't want to give him any um, – any like airtime, but I will text it to Seth and see like what he thinks about him. But I got two recommendations on guys to reach out to. And one guy didn't, he never hit me back. Like, you know, usually like kind of, if if you'd say somebody like, Hey man, can you follow me so I can DM you? Like one guy, Seth responded. The other guy didn't. So I unfollowed, like I unfollowed the other guy back and <laughs> I'm never talking to him again. Like anyway, so it was jerk. So Seth was awesome. Appreciated him coming on. Um I'm excited for the game, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that it's, I am actually going to be in Sarasota for it. So I'm going to be at a bar Uh, distance, of course, like don't, don't freak out at me if you're watching this, but going to be at a bar and checking it out with some friends. So I'm excited for it for sure. What I'm also excited for is the best part of this show. And this might be the best segment of this best part of this show ever. Um, Let's just get right into it. I'm not going to preview it. This is the best one I think you've ever done, but Richie basketball, Richie Barnes's Basketball Minute.
1: Following a first-round win over UNC Greensboro, Florida State took on the round of 32 and the Colorado Buffaloes with a trip to the Sweet 16 on the line. The first half was more painful to watch than reruns of recent Nick Cage movies, with both teams combining for a whopping total of 44 points. While the Hambones couldn't seem to get anything going on the offensive end, their hellacious defense had the Buffaloes looking as if they were hit with a tranquilizer on the opening tip. In the first 20 minutes, the Junkyard Dog defense looked more like a pastry shop, forcing 11 Colorado turnovers. During an eight-minute span in the first half, both teams would combine for a total of zero points, making Skip Bayless's high school career seem beyond prolific. The start of the contest wasn't made any easier on the eyes, thanks to the three blind mice dressed in black and white, But I'm not playing the ref, guys, so I digress. The first half would prove to be nothing more than a cold, stale appetizer, leaving everyone involved hopeless. But little did we know the executive chef had his attention turned on the entree, a nice big serving of some grilled bison. While the hobbled MJ Walker struggled with the ball in his hands most of the night, he was clearly lobbying for an endorsement deal with Amex based on how many charges he would take in the game. And you better believe they came at a high interest rate. Then, with a one point lead with 11 and a half minutes to play, it was Sadar Calhoun who hopped on his pogo stick and got a mile high, throwing down a tomahawk chop, alley oop dunk, assisted by the Scotty Pippen Barnes, igniting Florida State's offense like the starter on a Weber grill, leading to a 7 0 run by the good guys. But the star of this show would be none other than junior guard Anthony Polite who would be the antonym of his last name as far as the bus were concerned, scoring 14 of his career-high 22 points in the second half as the Tribe was out on a hunt found their prey slaying and stuffing ralphie along the way Knowles win in blowout fashion 71 53 leaving Seminole fans everywhere yelling how sweet it is for the third straight ncaa tournament setting the stage for a revenge game sunday evening against the michigan team that narrowly ended the tribes run at the final four in 2018 and don't you dare think big daddy ham has forgotten about that one back to you tj
0: fantastic like i said the best one yet um don't let us win
1: sunday don't
0: let us win sunday and we might have to do a reaction show be an elite reaction show we just got a comment asking about michigan fsu preview we just wrapped up with seth fisher um to answer your question so we're live right now we're wrapping up in like five minutes (laughs) and then you'll be able to watch the entire uh, episode so if you're just tuning in because seth just retweeted us he's got a billion followers um As soon as we wrap up, you'll be able to watch the whole thing. It'll be live, it'll be on YouTube, Facebook, and Periscope, where we are here on Twitter. Uh, Richie, great, great second half. First half was a little worrisome at times, but great second half for FSU against Colorado. And the boys get the job done to move on to the Sweet 16. Like I said again with Seth, a lot of people say we're going to be one and done seeing how Colorado played. Different story on uh, Sunday, on Monday night. Weird nights, uh, with the tournament this year.
1: Yeah, man. So we've played really one complete half of offensive basketball, and that was the second half against Colorado. And, you know, shadow Anthony Polite, 14 points in the second half. We needed somebody to step up. You know, MJ and Scotty are banged up a little bit. Hopefully they're close to healthy come Sunday against Michigan. Uh, Polite stepped up. You know, Balsa's been a huge, huge asset for this team, but he couldn't stay out of foul trouble. He fouled out in the game. You know, we talked about it with Seth, how Ham just stared him down, like, What are you doing? Give up that layup and and don't draw the foul. Um, but one thing that's been a constant for really four halves in this first, uh, for two games is this defense. They they have just completely shut teams down. And that's what I love about the tournament, right? You in ACC play, it's a little different, especially in the ACC tournament, because you've played these teams, you've scouted them, you know what they are. Um, On the scouting report for teams like Greensboro and Carolina, look at both of them. Their offenses were horrible to start because you hear about the length and how we got to beat it. But hearing about it and actually having to face it are two completely different things. And I love that Florida State was able to play horribly offensively in that first half and still just smother a Colorado team that had dropped 96 points (laughs) two, two nights prior. So if that defense shows up for two halves like it has for the previous four halves of the tournament, I feel really good about our chances. I know you picked color, or picked Michigan to win in a very narrow game. I'm on Florida State. I think if we do win and I expect us to, it's going to be the defense. The Michigan's doesn't they're not prepared for this. I I if Michigan just hits a bunch of threes early, that could be it for Florida State because at that point, you know, that's the great equalizer. But if the Florida State defense continues to show up the way it has cuz defense travels our offense clearly doesn't um I feel like our chances, but like I said, I think it'll be a really close game. Um, very happy. Leonard Hamilton was very happy with how the team looked and their demeanor after the game. You know, that, like I mentioned, they didn't celebrate the win. They're like, okay, they expected it. They win, they move on. And uh, I think Hamilton's very happy with the, the mindset of this team because they're not satisfied. They, you know, there wasn't a lot of players on the team, on the current team that lost to that Michigan team. MJ Walker was there um leonard hamilton remembers man and and i think in his mind this is a game he wants very badly
0: i think he knows if he wins this i mean you know i I don't think we would be favored against alabama but the spread might even be closer um not that alabama is 100 percent locked to win but but they should win um so that's my
1: lock of the weekend by the way alabama minus six
0: Sounds like you guys should be on the other side of that lock then because <laughs> of, of Richie's betting history on this show. Um, yeah, no, I think this game is is massive. I mean, and there really shouldn't be shouldn't be a ton of pressure on this. Michigan's, I mean, they're not favored by a ton, but they're favored to win this game. They're yeah. the one seed, they're the ones that everybody expects. You know, I think that Florida State should be able to go out and play loose and certainly um. Hopefully that benefits them, right? If the defense can come out and play strong and they can get timely shots from polite and MJ can keep from turning the ball over and Balsa can stay out of foul trouble. I mean, that's a lot of ifs. Don't get me wrong. But if those things can happen and they've happened several times this year, Florida State can come out and win this game. They can win it close. They can win this game by 10. Um, You know, so I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to to get to the other side of it because I'm nervous. And then, you know, we'll get in the Elite Eight and see what can happen from there. Um, so I like it a lot. I, I like this show a lot. I, I don't know. I just, I'm fumbling over my words cause I can't figure <laughs> out who, uh, who, who and what's going on. So, um, any closing thoughts before we get out of here, man, I'm, I'm just ready for the game.
1: Yeah. I'm just excited. You know, two more days of work and then I got to go all day Saturday. Uh, I'm sure the wife's going to give me a bunch of, uh, housework, which is fine and then sunday it's just waiting to i'm just happy we play at five and not like seven or nine o'clock because you know the old man richie likes to go to bed early uh, so by five o'clock game if if we do win i'm gonna hop on and do an instant with or without you tj because that'll be at like seven thirty, which is about my bedtime normally but i'm just excited for this game i think it's a game we can win i i truly think it's it's a legitimate coin flip and uh you know, I, I think the experience Florida state has benefits them. Like I said, Michigan's best two players that are available are both freshmen. We'll see what happens, but it's, you know, it's March. Nobody knows like this tournament's had more upsets than we've ever seen before. I'm just excited for a chance to watch this. in our third straight sweet 16. Most likely would be our fourth straight. If we had a tournament last year, we, uh,
0: are super excited for the game before the game on sunday we are going live again early we are going live around noon um i try not to give out any like hints or previews of like things to come but i'll just say we have another fsu coach coming on another fsu head coach coming on the program with us uh, tune in sunday at noon There will be very little basketball preview in that because the basketball game will be happening hours later and we don't want it to be just basically irrelevant information once the game tips off. So the show will be focused on the interview with the coach, what's going on in Florida State sports this weekend. I'm going up to Tallahassee on Saturday um, to watch baseball. So we'll talk softball, baseball. We'll talk some spring football. Uh, Very little basketball again on Sunday. Don't tune in Sunday. Looking for a, a bunch of michigan preview if something major has happened of course we will bring it to you but we will have an interview again with a coach on fsu staff right now uh, on a head coach in fsu's athletic program hopefully i didn't
1: just jinx it but it's been confirmed it's been confirmed for like a week so we'll see how. and and it's and we wanted to get this out because one if we recorded sunday we'd be recapping the colorado game from uh, you know six days ago we didn't want to do that and we also wanted to preview michigan with a michigan expert to give you guys time to listen to it because if you're like me i can't always watch live or listen to the podcast the day it drops i have to listen to it sometimes two three days later so if you wake up saturday morning sunday morning this is the podcast you want to listen to we'll retweet it out all week uh because i I think Seth did a great job previewing michigan and everything that has to come with this weekend so this will be your main florida state michigan preview we might touch on it briefly on sunday but I'm more, but come Sunday, I'm going to be more nervous and worried and, and just ridiculous about everything because I'm, I'm just ready for this game. I'm so excited. Ready for it to be rolling. Evan McCool, you get my shout out of
0: the night. I don't have any other shout outs. Um <laughs> super jealous. Of what's in the background? Yeah. I moved my, I'm kind of an idiot. Like I used to do the pod from the other side of the, the table here. And so you'd see like my kitchen and stuff. And now like I have a really cool, uh, background with a bunch of bourbon and, uh, a nice painting that we probably spent too much money on. So, um, <laughs> Evan, you get my shout-out. If you guys aren't checking out Bourbon on a Budget, I do that podcast with Brendan Sinone of Knowles247 and my buddy Ben Cock. Um, Bourbon on a Budget. It's been a lot of fun. And we will be cracking something good on Sunday, whether win, win loss, or – well, I guess you can't draw. But win, loss, or draw, we're cracking something good. Um, how good it is, we'll be determined on if we win or not. But it'll
1: be something good either way. Uh, Richie, any shout-outs, and we'll get out of here. Um, no shout-outs to this week. You know, I'm, I'm saving them uh, for – you know, Sunday and, or really the pop-up show, but I, I guess I'll shout out the wife, you know, she doesn't watch any Alabama games, but now she's super excited that her team's in the sweet 16.
0: Sounds like most Florida state basketball fans. <laughs> exactly, right. Right? Um, so I can, I can sympathize with her. What song are we doing? I played the last one.
1: I I'm saving mine for uh after we beat Michigan. Cause you know what song I'm going to do.
0: You have to do two then. Cause you did, you, I did the last one. So I'm not prepared.
1: All right. So they will find out afterwards. I'm going to find a song about being an underdog and and, and thriving through it and winning it. So we'll, you'll hear it when this pod drops on iTunes.
0: Fighter uh, by Carrie Underwood. So, all right. I'm hey, just hey,
1: go with it. Roll <laughs> it. I don't care. <laughs>
0: <All> <laughs> let's, right. see what, let's see what people
1: say. I'm, I'm down.
0: That's hilarious. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Richie, have a great night. And I'll see you on Sunday. I'll
2: be the last one stand